Homemade Life is a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. We're here to inspire small, local, and creative businesses along their journey to success. We'll give you a behind-the-scenes look at your favorite local businesses and what it's like to be self-made. Hey guys, welcome back to the Self-Made Life Podcast. I am your wonderful co-host, Megan, and I am here with uh, Sydney and Ashley and Winnie. (laughs) And he is going to be uh, helping us today, so you will hear him throughout the podcast. Very chatty too. Um, We are going to jump into our boss or bust of the week, Um, but before we start, our topic of the week is wholesaling. And we have our guest, Savannah, from Chomp Supply here with us. So we're going to do Boss or Bust first, and then we'll get into her details after. Um, So I'll go first. Um, I think I'm going to take a bust, mostly because it's winter, and winter is boring, and I've literally done nothing. Um, But yeah, other than that. Except for dealing with sick children. (laughs) Except for dealing with sick children. Um, Which is my boss from... The past episode, but it's still ongoing, so I'm just gonna I'm just busting it all away. Um, but yeah, next. <laughs> Looking forward to your bosses to yes. come. Um, I'm gonna hopefully take, there will be some. Yeah, there will be. Yeah, um, I'm gonna take a boss because. Funny that we're talking about wholesale today. I have been doing really well in wholesale yes. lately. Um, so I just mailed mm-hmm. off a pretty hefty order yesterday um, with an Ontario, but. We are constantly, I find that every time I close off an order, I get another message for another one, which I feel like is really good. So we're keeping supply and demand. We're doing well. So yeah, I'm going to take a boss. That is a good boss. Mm -hmm. Ashley? I'm also going to take a boss uh, this week. Um, So yesterday I went to um, Alicia's from Scarlet Lens Photography um, she invited me over to take, uh, some photos of, uh, my invitations, um, and my semi-custom line, and at first I wasn't sure about it, um, so <laughs> I'm showing them off on the wall. Yeah. And you guys can't see, wall. but <laughs> we've basically, like, taken over, like, our whole condo with, uh, our business, but it's all good. Um. You can write that off as a tax deduction. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this space, <laughs> my entire space <laughs> is now my business. Sorry, yeah. Sorry didn't um, mean to hijack your your boss. That's okay. okay. Um, so I wasn't sure about going just because like January, it's like our busiest time. Um, I just started teaching a new semester at um, a college that I teach at, and it's a uh, wedding season for invitations. Um, so I wasn't sure like if it was. Uh, like what was going to happen, if I should go. Um, She did live like an hour away. Um, But I thought, you know what, like 2020, I want to build more authentic relationships um, with more people, build those connections. And truthfully, like I'm really glad I went because it got me out of the house. Uh, We got to hang out and um, get creative creative. taking these photos and um if if you listen to the previous episode um I've been like dealing with like seasonal um affective disorder um and it was just nice to get out of the house and to like be with another human um 
So yeah, I really enjoyed that. So shout out to Scarlet Lens Photography. Uh, if you are uh, planning your wedding and interested in uh, looking into her for hiring her for your photography, uh, definitely check her out. Um, so when I was thinking about like what my boss or rest of the week was going to be, I started thinking more about um, how like even with this podcast, like we're building like new relationships and connections with other like like-minded people, um, creatives, uh, small business owners um, that maybe like not directly are within like our industry, but like within our community, which I think is like really powerful. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, let us know, like, how are you uh, building connections and relationships like in your area? That's a little homework. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. a little homework. Um, okay, uh, Savannah from Chomp Supply, what is your boss or bus? Thank you. From this week. I am 1,000% going to take a boss. Good. <laughs> uh, it has been an incredible week. I have a lot of things going on behind the scenes, and we're launching a second business. What? And this this week, I have... Question about that literally You heard it here first. Yeah, <laughs> I have literally had the universe have my back so much this week. I've had incredible partnerships come up. And women who I, like, have dreamed about working with for years and just, I feel like my, everything that I have done for the last year has just led up to this point. So You're I'm manifesting like, those goals. I am out of life though, yeah. and manifesting all of the good crap. Okay. 2020? I know. Yeah. I'm like, hey, 2020 is coming to fruition, girl. It's good. That's it's good. Awesome. Yeah. That's amazing. Thank what you. a good boss. Um, okay, let's hear more about you then since we have uh, got that out of our way tell us about who you are um what kind of business you run how long you've been in business uh let's start there sure so tell us your name your business name and a little bit more about your business cool so my name is savannah Murad, and i am the founder and head boss babe of chomp supply inc yes uh, chomp <laughs> supply started a little over three and a half years ago now so after the first of our, the first, the birth of our first daughter, Annabelle, um, I very quickly realized that I could no longer wear any of the pretty jewelry that I had loved to accessorize my outfits with. Because yes, I have a whole jar full of jewelry, well, like closet full of stuff yeah. that I can't wear anymore. I know, mm -hmm. babies suck sometimes, yeah. but they're also great <laughs> the rest of the time. Yeah. So <laughs> I um, started like researching if there was baby safe jewelry and... I stumbled upon teething necklaces, which I feel were just starting to kind of come out mm. on the scene at that time. So I was like, oh my gosh, I could still wear necklaces and feel pretty and like accessorize my outfits. And I've always been a crafty person. So, and I'm very cheap. So I was like, <laughs> how can I make these myself? Yeah. So I started researching and realized that it was kind of hard to find the beads. So I was like, hmm, well, if I can't find the beads, then maybe someone else can't find them either. And it just kind of like, rolled into this crazy entrepreneurial risk from there that um you know we're three and a half years later and we just moved out of our house into a 3600 square foot warehouse oh so gosh. that's a huge wow. it's like yeah it's, that's like a boss in itself yeah mind-blowing <laughs> mind-blowing it's been amazing yeah that's lots, awesome thank you lots of highs and lows obviously with yeah. like any entrepreneur would know that um but I think when you get to step back and appreciate the accomplishments that you've had and you learn how to own them because that's really really hard to do too mm -hmm. 
it feels really nice. Yeah. That's good. And what I just want to like hit a compliment here with you. Um, I love that you weren't like, no, I'm going to jump on the bandwagon of making teething. You're like, I'm going to be the person that supplies everyone else. And I'm like, <laughs> dang, that's like boss right there. Because you're like, I'm not only going to start a business, I'm going to like supply to everyone that has all of these existing businesses already, or just moms that want to make something for themselves. Like mm-hmm. you started out, right? Yeah. And that's exactly kind of, that was my first thought was, well, I can't be the only crafty mom out there. So yeah. it'll just be like, you know, a little Etsy shop where, yeah. you know, I have little bits and bobs and people can buy stuff. Mm-hmm. And clearly there was a lot more people who wanted bits and bobs because it just, it exploded so quickly. Yeah. And very early on, we would have moms who would start out just buying things and making things for their own babies. Mm-hmm. And then within like a couple of weeks or a few months, they had had so much interest from their own items that they were launching their own businesses. And that's yeah. kind of how it all grew. It was really um, very much a community aspect, like you were saying. Yeah, that's awesome. So. That's well, incredible. business grew at the same time as all of these other businesses and you kind of all grew together because mm-hmm. of each other. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And that's like really like community over competition, like 1000%. Yeah. Like you're stronger together as you are like more so than you are on yeah. your own. You're like, okay, you're going to do your thing. I'm going to do my thing and we're going to each like help. I'm going to lift you up this yeah. way yeah. and then you're going to lift me up a little bit more and then I'm going to lift you and then keep exactly. climbing that cool ladder too, together. Like, it's cool too in the sense that like everyone is different and everyone's going to create differently, right? So like things might be trendy and I'm sure mm. you have certain items in your store that are like super trendy at the time or whatever and like hot hot pieces but like each person's going to create differently or each mm-hmm. person likes different palettes based on mm-hmm. the dress or whatever kind of thing yeah um but how does that work like customer wise do you find that it's like moms creating or more business like businesses coming to you probably right so originally it was more moms creating yeah and last year we kind of really started to dig into our brand and try to figure out where we wanted to take the business. Um, So our graphic designer at the time, um, I don't know if she just had, you know, I mean, obviously she had more experience than I did because she was the first graphic uh, designer that I ever hired, but it was great because I felt like she really put us through the paces as a brand. And she had this really awesome like questionnaire and survey and all of these questions that I had never stopped and thought about. Um, so it really made it really so made us dial right. into our niche. Yeah, yeah, and it was such an awesome exercise. But it's funny because there were some things that I had no clue how to answer, and I walked away from. And I, you know, I was like, oh, I'll just leave this for later. Mm-hmm. Um, that now I could answer in a heartbeat because once you're once you take those small steps mm-hmm. towards dialing into your niche and realizing, okay, yeah, there's a few moms here, but now there's a lot more businesses. Maybe I should focus on serving them better. Um, then more and more um, niches kind of arise and you you realize who you're speaking to and how to cater your message and all of that stuff. So, Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Um, what do you feel um, makes your brand unique? Me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I totally agree. I totally agree. Well, like, yeah. I... Like we've said on previous podcasts, you're not selling, like, your product. You're selling yourself to your customers. Absolutely. You are your brand. And, like, I'm pretty sure we've done, like, at least six podcasts on how you're not selling, like, a bag. You're selling yourself and they just get to walk away with the bag. Yes. It is, like, 1,000% you're selling you and your personality and people jump on that because of you. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, like. That's that's a good way to say like it's totally me behind yeah. my brand. Yeah, and like I have no reason like 
to follow you technically like because mm-hmm. I'm not a mom yeah I don't really know anything about like product based like what you're doing but I'm like I love following you on Instagram because you're one of those people that is like so engaging and so like fun like your toothbrush dances and like <laughs> she's super inspiring and I'm just like I love like following along and like seeing I what you're up to you back <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god actually <laughs> Actually, the worst. I'm just kidding. I love you. No, you're not the worst. No. You're so funny. Real life entrepreneur moments. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I do that too. I'm very guilty of that where I have people that follow me and I talk to them on like DMs constantly Mm. or in person. And then later I realize that I'm not following them back. But Mm -hmm. like I've seen their stuff. I've interacted with them. And I 1000% thought I was already following them because I've already like. You did awkward like. Yeah. Or I like. uh, Buried in likes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, right? <laughs> like, That's the I'm worst. so sorry. I just like, or it's like one of those things where I've gone through and I've done like a cleanse of my Instagram mm-hmm. where I've unfollowed like a gazillion accounts and not realized that I've unfollowed people that I actually interact with because yeah. I'm just like zombie unfollowing, which is good for you sometimes yes. to unfollow a whole bunch of people. But then I'm like, oh crap, I just unfollowed Sydney. <laughs> she's going to see that and she's going to be like, Megan, what the F? Yeah, someone did that actually recently. Like, someone that I was close with, and I'm like, they just started following me? I'm like, what? And yeah. then I'm like, that's probably what happened. But, like, like, you're so with used a grain to of seeing salt. people online on other people's accounts or through other mediums yeah. or, like, in person at markets yeah. or stuff like that that you don't necessarily realize that, oh, my gosh, I wasn't even following them, well, but I've like already today, interacted with them so much. I've literally, we've never met you, Savannah, <laughs> yeah. but, like, we already feel like we know you because socials. Yeah, yeah the so first so thing I you said it. when you walked in the door is like I can't believe this is the first time I'm meeting all of you in yeah. person yeah but I feel like we already know you so well because of your online presence 100 yeah. percent. some of my best friends I have never met in real life mm-hmm. and we've only connected through Instagram it's I love it incredible yeah well it's I've like, met both of these ladies through Instagram mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. I have like even cl- like people that will like customers that come up to my shows and they're like how's Bodie? like how's your dog How, what's Same. your mom doing yeah. like what's up and I'm like this is so funny and like you stay in touch with your customers because of that right 100% like, yeah. I have people say that about like about my kids they're like oh yeah. how's Oliver doing yeah. or oh did you try this mom product I'm like wait a second who are you yeah, yeah. Why are we having this conversation? Can you introduce yourself by your Instagram handle, please? Yeah. What's your Instagram handle? But it's always so awkward, like, because I have customers at shows, like, and I love them, but, like, you don't know their face from their Instagram. So I'm like, I love you, thank you. And I'm like, oh, right, that's, like, this person or, like, whatever by this handle, right? And you're just like, oh, shoot, like, I feel like such a jerk. But then you're like, I've started asking people, what's your Instagram name? And then as soon as they say it, I'm like, oh, yes, it's so nice to finally meet you. Yeah. So I feel like it's just becoming more accepted because it's it's such a which is now. another good branch into branding yourself to be a face of your brand because then yeah. if people are like Instagram stalking you and they have to go back three years to see a picture exactly. of your face, that is not okay. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I like, couldn't agree with if that. I am going to, yes. yeah, if I am going to like a coffee shop to meet you, I want to know who I'm looking for. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like sure. I want to know what your face looks like before I go and meet you. 100%. Yeah. And I think for small businesses – it couldn't be more true, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I feel like now that we've gotten, I say big with air quotes because I don't really Larger know. than where you were. Yes. And that's <laughs> fair. Um, and I've also like shifted my perspective a lot on social media in the last few months and um, for the better, which has been awesome. But I've, I've also realized how I can still have the me aspect of the brand without it 
physically being me now, Mm -hmm. which is kind of nice, um, but it does take a really long time to get to that. So making your account feel like you're talking to your best girlfriend if that's what you want, Mm -hmm. or making your account have a cohesive voice in your captions. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not just something that you wake up one day and you have 10,000 Instagram followers or you have, you know, an established branding package. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest piece of advice that I like to give to newer people is to try not to compare yourself to someone else's middle or their end or wherever they yeah. be. Yeah. Like so. your, where you are now is not their highlight reel. Exactly. Yep. Like they could have been doing like slave labor for five years on their business, like within their own business, but all you see is their successes. You yep. don't see their failures. Of course. Yeah. So you can't compare your per, like current situation to someone else's success. Yep. Because you don't see the bottom half of the iceberg. You only see the tip. Yes. Totally. And I think that, like, with socials, it gets so confusing, too. Like, I think that, just to speak from person, like, mm-hmm. personally, I think that, like, a lot of people think I have my shit together. Oh, <laughs> perception is everything, right? nothing together. Yeah. Like, the I least think we amount. we all are, like, agreeing now. We're all nodding our heads, like, yeah, our well, shit's like, not together. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, if anything, like, you look at people, like, and, like, I don't know, you never know. Like, you never know. Like, there's so many people that I know that I'm like, okay, yeah, you have like 10K, like you've only been in business like a year. And I'm like, holy yeah, but crap, how, how did long, you do that? Yeah, and but then like, they're going to tell things, you. Yeah, but it's like, I've been in business, like I'm coming up on four years and I'm like, holy crap. And then I only have this many, but I'm like, who cares? Like you can't, and it's like, yeah, I'd rather have a hundred engaged of followers than a hundred thousand in- yeah. disengaged followers. Totally. And like, the whole trend is moving towards micro-influencers and micro-accounts yeah. anyways. So mm-hmm. I am such a huge proponent of who gives a shit about the numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. If you want to strive for that 10K to get the swipe up feature, cool. That's <laughs> awesome. Like that Tell was, us. I, Tell that us I love it. In December. <laughs> yeah. But now I'm like, oh, I have 10.5. I could stay there forever and yeah. be totally okay with it. Yeah. Because I know that the people that are following me are engaged. Yeah. They are invested. I wish they would move the swipe up feature to like five K, yeah. 3K or they something. They have or like making changes, yeah. I've noticed. So if you... Or just like us, like no matter what you start today, you have zero followers, you get the swipe up. Like yeah. I want it to just be a feature you have all the time. Yeah, if you're I want to swipe up. <laughs> if you're product based, you can get swipe up if you have your store linked and you're under 10K. So what? if you didn't know that... Girl, help me. Yeah. Okay, let's... let's uh, say that again louder for the people in the back <laughs> listening to this podcast. Can you, can you say that one more time? Um, so it was, I think, released in December. And if you don't read the later blog, you should. Because I, I feel like they have a really fantastic handle I on use later and I don't Instagram read the blog. Stuff. I the blog is gold. I only some, gold. I get the emails, like, every day. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll read that later. Yeah. So now I'm like, oh, I should probably read that. Yeah, so I think in December or the end of November, if you have your product cat catalog integrated and synced with Instagram you can swipe up to like the Instagram shopping feature because they're trying to really push that that as Instagram brand so they're trying to get more people to use it so people can swipe up to immediately buy your products because Emma from Simple Girl is like at like 83 or something like that 83,000 like 8,300 and I'm just like she's like I need to hit 10k I want the swipe up so bad and now she can have it yeah Yeah. sorry should just text her right now (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> hey okay. Girl, guess what? <laughs> um, all right. Let's get back on track. That's really cool, though. So thank yeah. you for that. Yeah. Um, thank you. Okay. Uh, what are you currently working on? And 
as part of that question, what are your 2020 goals? I know you've already said you've already hit a few of your 2020 goals because shit's happening and you're like, yeah. <laughs> manifesting all Yeah, you've been manifesting it. Um, so what are you currently working on right this second? And what's one goal that hasn't happened yet? Okay, cool. So I'm going to go backwards and just talk about 2019 for a little bit because I think it'll make 2020 make way more sense. <laughs> okay. So 2019 was an insane year for Chomp. I started last year saying my three goals for 2019 are to double my sales, move out of my basement, and be on TV. Ooh, be on TV. I didn't care if it was a local cable company. Yeah, I was yeah. just like, I just want to be on TV. It would be fun. Yeah. So those were my only three goals. That's I cool. did not double my sales, but I came pretty damn close. Yeah. I was not on TV, but whatever. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're on a podcast. I know. So. And I'm so excited. You guys totally <laughs> took my podcast virginity, by the way. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> I feel so honored that it is a local <laughs> podcast with you incredible ladies. So thank yes. you for that. Um, but I did move out of my basement and that was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, I would not have done it without my husband because he was the catalyst behind pushing us to do it. And he was also responsible for finding us some really amazing funding options within the area. So um, we worked really closely with an organization called um, Enterprise Niagara, and they get a lot of federal funding. And we pretty much went all in last year and um, put our house on the line and took out a massive business loan. So well, we got to talk about that. Yeah, maybe another episode. No, me and you, like just even so that. Yeah, yeah, yes. me yeah. and you. Um, <laughs> so that was a really scary moment for me personally because up until then I always had the safety of working in my basement and if yeah. I was having a crappy mental health day, whatever, I would just go take a nap in the middle of the day and I didn't have to pay rent and I didn't have to pay all these extra things that come along with bricks and mortar. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we found our perfect space in June, I believe, which... I kid you not, was a ugly, disgusting warehouse where they (laughs) used to drive trucks in and load up um, like cases of bread from Canada Bread and then do local deliveries. So it was gross. All right then. (laughs) Um, But it has the most beautiful natural light I've ever seen in my whole life. I would have to visit you. (laughs) Yeah. It was um, affordable because it was an industrial park and we moved um, further out of the GTA, I guess Burlington's still the GTA, um, deeper into Niagara to save some money. So, so you're more like in the golden horseshoe then. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, look at you with all your geography terms. Yeah. <laughs> sports. We play a lot of golden horseshoe teams in sports. Lovely. So yeah, yeah. That's like the next step in my mom life. Yeah. 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 Oh, I'm there. I'm deep in the hockey life. Yeah. So. so the last six months of 2019 were basically us um, – renovating our space, organizing mass purchases with um, huge suppliers, buying, you know, shelves and trying to figure out how to save money on those things. Because when, like, it is insane how much stuff costs when you move from being, like, a small little tiny business to, like, needing warehouse shelves. Um, So we were very clever and when home sense went out of business for instance i went in and bought all of the shelves from the saint catherine store awesome. and saved oh, thousands and thousands of dollars idea. so yes be on the lookout for closeout stores i think it's on the like lookout that's yeah. kind of like when yeah. sears closed we went and we were trying to find like random furniture from mm-hmm. sears and so. fixtures too yes were, yeah yeah such days. a good tip um so that and um just all sorts of 
things that I had never had even considered because of strictly e-commerce. So mm-hmm. fast forward to September, we had our grand opening. I was also a bridesmaid and a wedding. Oh my I had two children under the age of four. My parents moved across the country into my basement to help us with this. Life wow. is crazy. Wow. My goodness. <laughs> I also um, have depression and anxiety and have for as long as I can remember. Mm-hmm. So throw all of that onto it and it was it was the perfect storm, <laughs> really. <laughs> um, so September, I legit had a breakdown because I couldn't open my van door. That was the straw that broke the camel's back. And it's always the littlest oh, thing. So yeah. silly. And like, I'm not even kidding you. I'm very open about my whole mental health journey on my socials. So if you don't follow me, there's like a picture of, I think, my tattoo and the caption kind of describes the day. Mm-hmm. But here I am from the outside. Everyone's like, oh my God, you're moving into a warehouse. This must be like so incredible. And on the inside, I literally felt like terrified, terrified for yeah. my fucking life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I would be terrified my too. house. I could yeah. go bankrupt. Yeah. Like I have employees and payroll and like it looks glamorous on Instagram, but like yeah. I felt like everything was going wrong. Yeah. Like so, you're just like driving to work screaming. You're yeah. working while you're screaming. <laughs> like you're, yeah, I yeah. Get it. it was crazy. So <laughs> it was not like, to pull your hair out. Yeah. yeah. My husband was a godsend. He, you know, called my counselor, called my best friend who I was supposed to be in her wedding. Thankfully didn't get a hold of her because that would have been bad news for the bride. <laughs> I was like, what were you thinking? <laughs> um, but it was like Everything ended up coming together at the end, but it really, it was my limit and I don't ever want to feel like that again. Yeah. So my 2020 goals (laughs) are no goals. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Other than relishing in everything that we accomplished last year. Yeah. And I've, I've self proclaimed that 2020 is like my year of creativity um, because I've also noticed my passions have changed a lot since mm-hmm. becoming a mom and becoming a business owner, like all at the same time. Yeah. That I realized at the end of last year that I really didn't know who I was anymore as a person. And I couldn't like identify what I liked to do for hobbies or how I would spend spare time. I'm totally in that right now too. thought of those things. Yeah. It's like, what spare time? I, I spend know. all of my time either tending to these small children or in my business. Yes. I had a random person ask me what my hobbies were the other day and I was like, uh, like food? Yeah. <laughs> like, literally. <laughs> I like going to restaurants. They're like, that's not a hobby. I'm like, uh, okay. I'll get back to you. <laughs> I have a business. What? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So, my, yeah, 2020 is just my year to get my hands dirty um, to dig in and to kind of find my passion again. Love that. And it has been insane. Like I feel since I gave up that control of trying to get everything done last year and then it's done. So now I can just sit with it. The fruition since I is crazy. gave up the control. It's like everything now is just coming to me full easily. Yeah. Full circle. And the full circle part, when you reached out to me and asked me to be on your podcast, I legit cried because I remember oh. the day that you guys launched this. And I was so over the moon excited for you. And I was like, I just got goosebumps. I want to be on a I'm podcast. And I remember too. typing your message and saying, I would love being a guest if yeah, you ever wanted it. So and nice. so the fact that this is my first podcast, like, Aww. yeah, all of you. I'm crying. We're all crying. Made like seven people cry happy tears. You're so, so cute. cute. <laughs> That's okay. Happy tears are always welcome. Yes. 
Okay, so now moving on from that awesomeness. Yes. Megan always likes to, to reel us I in. I like to keep us on track. Yeah, keep in track. I'm a multitasker, type three. Um, God for her. Okay, um, now you kind of touched on why you started selling wholesale. Um, how do you find your retailers? Like, how do you find the businesses that you're going to be selling wholesale to? Like, or what? do they come to you? They come to do me. they come to you? Like, yeah. okay. That then, was my mom's question. I literally asked her in the car. <laughs> back up just a little bit. Uh, when you first started, did you try to market yourself to, um, like, businesses? Or was it kind of like a, it just kind of started happening? Can yeah. you tell us a little bit about that? Of and course. Like, like those retail options and yeah. marketing. So before <laughs> it's I kind had of multi-tiered a, question. Yeah, <laughs> before I had Chomp, I dabbled with a food blog for a year. I've done all sorts of fun things, mm-hmm. um, and the food blog taught me a lot about SEO and how to mm. properly set up a website Very so that important. people find you. Yes, I can't tell you enough how important your SEO is when you're doing your website. That's like, you sound like Ashley right now. Yeah. She's just like, SEO, SEO, Megan. She always talks Megan, about it. Megan, SEO. Yeah. And, and if like, you yes, don't I know do it from the beginning, it's so much work afterwards to go back in and try to update I'm it. I'm in that point right now. So <laughs> that and systems, like, they suck so much and they're not the fun part. Ashley's nodding her head But right you now. really need to try to have things like that from the very beginning because it's just going to save you mm-hmm. so many months of not fun stuff like later on when you get to a point where you can't work efficiently anymore because you're stuck. So um, SEO was our big thing at first. And at the time we were one of a handful of suppliers in North America. Um, So we started using Google advertising right away. Okay. Uh, So because there weren't a lot of people that were doing what we were doing, we had the advantage of being a niche market. Mm -hmm. Um, I knew about SEO. I was able to, you know, caption alt tags and use proper headings and all of those things. And it, it just worked for us. So Mm -hmm. SEO and Google advertising were our big, um, kind of our big focuses at first. Sorry, I don't want to interrupt you, but if you're like a smaller business and you don't necessarily know about like SEO, is there like people that you can like hire to do this for you? You can, but there's so many free things on the internet. Yeah. And I mean, Mm -hmm. we can, you could spend hours researching it, but I never paid anybody to do my SEO. I've always just figured it out myself. Mm -hmm. And SEO is one of those tricky things. It's always changing. Everybody does it different. There's no right way to do it. Nobody knows how Google works or any of the search engines work. You just kind of have to take your best stab at it. But I can tell you that most people are doing nothing. So taking your best stab at it is better than nothing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, Ashley, just for everyone that doesn't know what SEO means, can you quickly tell us the definition of SEO? (laughs) SEO means search engine optimization. And... It basically is how Google and search engines index your um, web page. So um, when you first start out and you try to Google like your website, chances are it won't come up right away. So there's different um, tricks and techniques where you can um, start to like build credibility like with the internet. That's kind of like what Savannah was talking about. Yeah. So like using proper headings, uh, using keywords. Yeah. Um, backlinks. Yeah, backlinks and um, like getting your domain authority up, which is like a whole other thing. Yeah, we could have a whole entire yeah. podcast yeah. episode on SEO. But I know that some people listening are going to be like Googling what SEO means while we're talking. So yeah. I figured we might as well just shoot that in yeah. there real yeah. quick. So, um, okay. Continue. So that was our big, our big push. Um, and then after that, 
Um, a lot of it was social. Uh, yeah. And I would search out accounts. So I would just try to find people who were making teething accessories, making teething necklaces, whatever. And I would just be a nice person and like their pictures and comment, like mm. genuinely comment and That's start following them and take an interest in what they were doing. And they it's would... It's like cold calling, but in the now. Yeah, yeah. new age. That's yeah. a really great way of comparing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of our technique and I, like I said, because we had the advantage of there not being a lot of people and there not being a lot of people who were stepping up and trying to do it a little more than just mm-hmm. a side hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, it just worked out really well for us. Because it's a big undertaking what you're doing. Like you I have over all... 1,500 individual SKUs. It's That's insanity. Crazy. I saw you doing your labels the other day, and I was like, "Dang, girl!" I'm like, yeah, that it. was um. That's kind of a, like a segue into the next question: is how do you set minimum quantities, um, like for purchase? Minimum order quantities. Yeah, minimum yeah. order quantities, and like, how do you deal with that much stock? <laughs> yeah, like, like how is it possible? Yeah. <laughs> that was actually a listener I, question: is I how wanna... much do you? How do you deal with that much? stock? stock like that much inventory yeah i literally just want to come to your like i want to come to your um my warehouse yeah and literally just come sort things because that's like my like i love it that's what everybody says <laughs> like, like it's so organized and come pretty put, i just want to come put things away for yeah. you yeah <laughs> so it's not always like that yeah um if you ask chelsea your friend who used yeah. to uh be giant ikea bins full of ziploc bags that were just full of all the beads so you would have to dig through 26 bags for instance if we needed the letter a to find the letter a bead and then we'd put them back in and stick it up on the shelf so everything that is in our warehouse for the most part was also in my basement um because we haven't done a ton of product line expansion since Mm -hmm. moving into the warehouse um and it's honestly it's insanity to think that it used to all be in my basement but we were just getting so busy that um not having it organized properly was really starting to impact our efficiency. So yeah, yeah organization kind of is huge. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. went crazy with the labeler. I love labels. <laughs> I walked in today and I'm like, holy moly! She like opened her one drawer and I was like, oh my god! And I'm like, this but is it, beautiful. It makes your life so it much does. easier. Like just having everything in its place. Like taking okay, that time out to this do it. shelf is yes. for alphabets and alphabet is actually alphabetized yeah. and everything's labeled yeah. instead of going taking 10 minutes to find a b yeah, yeah. um or like the letter b um you just walk over b pull yes. done 30 seconds over yeah. exactly so i and i think one of the hardest parts being an entrepreneur is that you get so used to working by yourself that mm-hmm. you create all of these silly systems that no one would ever <laughs> Seriously, do. Seriously, yeah. But they work for you because it's just you and your brain. Yeah. Yes. When really you should be organizing things on those shelves with yes. labels. Yeah. Because yeah. then anybody can walk in and start to help you. And when you get to that point of overwhelmed and busy, you're going to need the help. Yeah. And you're now not going to have the time to train them. Yeah, you're <laughs> making me want to like, go home and, okay, like, buy all these boxes yeah. from, like, Walmart and, like, alphabetize them and, like, do them you for borrow my mom. my label maker. Yeah. Can yeah. I please? Mm, <laughs> yeah, yeah I love like, it. At the point of, like, where we are right now. So uh, I've been doing this, like, O Sierra, O My Gram challenge. And yesterday's question was, like, what do you need help with uh, in your business? And, like, honestly, like, my biggest thing right now is I think I need to hire a virtual assistant and hook up girl yeah okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk after but yeah. yeah like it's just like so hard to stay on top of my emails and like I mean I do use HoneyBook which is like my client management system but like 
I don't know, like maybe, maybe there's like a better way, like maybe there's a better system and maybe there's I've been doing it way. wrong for so long. Well, but you've I been doing know. it like your own way, yeah, yeah like the Ashley saying. way. And then you need someone to come in and be like, well, if you did it like in this step, A, B, C, and then it's like it mind more blown. efficient yeah. for you. Yeah. And you'd be like, <laughs> yeah, you're like, yeah. why wasn't I doing this all along? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. So true. All right. Um, uh, I don't know if you answered, oh, so the but cost. how do how do you set um how do you set minimum quantities for people? Oh, or so, is it or is it like a cost? Uh, so we don't have minimum quantities okay. on our website. So like one person could just buy one bead. You can literally okay. buy one bead and pay shipping if you wanted to. Okay. Uh, and right. that was a okay. <laughs> big differentiating feature that we made between us and our major competitor early on. Mm-hmm. Um, again, because minimum think, quantities are like the death of you when you're oh, creating and you're starting out small too. Yeah. Um, However, now that we're like in it and getting bigger and we have such a huge customer base, that is now a major pain point for us. Yeah. Um, Because we physically count all of the beads. We pack everything by hand. Yeah. Inventory. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And we're at a point now where us being able to go and pick up a bag of 50 beads off the shelf, for instance, and like scan it with a barcode and then scan a packing slip is my dream. Like I would love to have something like that. So are you going to implement the minimum quantity of like five uh, we have no idea okay i say we but it's me yeah. <laughs> um it's something, i use we all the time yeah, yeah i'm trying to figure out what like how chomp is going to pivot or adjust to yeah. compensate for that mm-hmm. my hope has been that i would just stumble upon some incredible you know inventory software <laughs> that i'm like where has this been my whole life but that hasn't happened yet yeah. so we may move towards you know kits or mm-hmm. more um designer style colors that we only carry i'm not quite sure yet but okay. yeah we'll see um and kind of on that same topic um how do you figure out your wholesale costs and still make a profit yeah yeah so that's been pretty tricky for us um because now at this point the main suppliers are becoming more established in the market. Mm -hmm. So I feel like we're kind of stuck where we can't really dictate our prices too much because there's people who are selling the exact same things. Like Mm -hmm. we're basically a reseller Mm -hmm. um, from the same suppliers. So we have to do a lot of uh, market analysis and Mm -hmm. basically just kind of see what else is already out there, if it's already out there, and then what the market's willing to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Um, for us, because all of our silicone, for instance, comes from China, um, shipping's a huge, huge challenge for us. Um, silicone's incredibly heavy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, a lot of the things that we've had to do lately is um, figure out ways to offset costs so that we don't have to raise our prices. Mm-hmm. Um, so for instance, you know, ordering from all of our vendors at the same time and having them ship it to a central location and then that central location ship out three vendors instead of three separate shipments. So yeah. um, we a lot of it is, okay, what's everybody else selling it for? That's what I can sell it for. Um, but when you're in the world of handmade, it's not always that cut and dry, right? Yeah, so for me, like... I have a lot of people come to me a lot and they're like, okay, well, where do you draw the line at wholesale? Like most people say 50, 50. Mm -hmm. And I say, you almost kind of have to say, I think there's like a formula somewhere Mm -hmm. on the internet of like your cost plus your time plus your, um, like, I don't even know what it is. I I know for sure. It's like cost plus time. Oh, sorry. I got a cough. (coughs) 
<laughs> and then your expenses and your own yeah. head, right? Um, yeah. So you're kind of adding all of those things together and then making up your formula. So for us, um, and I think I've said it before on the podcast, it's like it's a 60-40 split. Mm-hmm. So a lot of like when you start out or like when I started out back in the day, I find that a lot of stores were doing 60-40 consignment. Right. Um, you're lucky if you get a 70-30 consignment. But um, yeah, most stores are 60-40 consignment. Um, most people have just moved to like rent or they're moving to just wholesale. Yeah. Um, for us, I have two stores and I'm pretty open about it. I have two stores that I do consignment with. And other than that, I don't do monthly rent and I'm just straight up about that. A lot of people message me stores wise and I could be in a lot more stores, mm-hmm. but I'm like, because it's monthly rent, I don't do it. Yeah. Because I know for me, it might not work. And I don't want to have to be paying out at the end of the month and saying to these things to, like, people, right? So I do 60-40 wholesale, and that's just kind of where it's at. I've never really had anyone budge me on the price. Um, For certain clients, you wiggle. Exactly. Because if you have good clients that are constantly reordering and they want something, then you do it, and it's fine. Mm -hmm. And I've even implemented the cost of, like, um, custom orders. So if someone wants something that I have to go out of my way to either find for them. So, like, if they're like, I want just a plain pink fabric. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay. So it's this much on top of it because it's custom, because I'm going out of my way and I'm spending that time researching for you to find that product. Um, There's this fee added to on top of whatever you're doing, right? So it's not in my line sheet already. I have to go out of my way to do it, or sometimes I just send my links to Mm -hmm. the sites that I'm ordering from, and then I'm like, Go for it. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that you kind of find your wiggle room and find that works what works with you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to just circle back to the retailer question for a second mm-hmm. because with our new business venture, um, so we're opening up a collective retail store in our warehouse that Ooh. is um, 100% female-founded brands, businesses, and services. Ooh. So I am now becoming a retailer basically or like Mm -hmm. a consigner essentially Mm -hmm. so I have now had to try and go and find wholesalers in the last couple of days weeks Um, and I will just say that fair is amazing if you're not on fair Mm -hmm. f-a-i-r-e as a maker it's so easy to buy from as a retailer it's like a no-brainer I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, I'm just Googling yeah. right now. I'll send you a link. Okay, amazing. <laughs> I love it. Now, when you say you're going to become a retailer, a retailer um, are you just going to have, like, a store within your warehouse? Or are you going to, like, on your website be like, and now we carry this brand. Say, so like, now we carry this and that bags. Mm-hmm. And, like... XYZ tops yeah. and whatnot, and they can buy from you? We're launching it as a completely separate brand. Okay. Because okay. I'm not quite sure where it's going to go. And while, like, 99% of my current customers are women, mm-hmm. I felt like there wasn't necessarily a direct tie-in to, like, teething and babies. Mm-hmm. And selfishly, I'm at this point now where I'm starting to come out of teething and babies. So it's hard for me because I've built this business that's great and mm-hmm. I love – But I don't have that personal connection at the moment. Mm -hmm. And so this has been in the back of my mind for a very long time. Um, And just kind of came out one day as like, oh, I wonder if I took this chance if people would be interested. Mm -hmm. And our space is huge. Like it's very, it was a huge empty um, room basically with Mm -hmm. two small offices and a washroom. And then we got to put up walls and everything where we wanted. 
And I knew very early on that I wanted just the space to be like configurable. Mm-hmm. So we moved in September and then kind of by like November, December, we realized we had a lot more space than we had initially needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had always hoped to do something like this and didn't know what it would look like. So it's physically in our warehouse, but we've created these like movable partition walls that our beads sit on. So on the one side is like all chomp and then on the other side is basically its own retail store. Cool. So if someone walked in off the street and didn't know anything about chomp supply, they probably wouldn't know that I have, you know, thousands and thousands of beads <laughs> behind that wall. But if you have babies and you want to come and shop, then they, they, they can just go behind the wall and yeah. shop. So yeah, it's been... That's pretty cool. I've been learning a lot about that lately, too. Um, I had a conversation with someone about how to move my brand into, well, from just product-based to a brand, Mm -hmm. um, and not just physically, like, as, like, my face and all that kind of stuff, but... I think that a lot of brands are starting to, or like a lot of companies are starting to move into brands. Mm-hmm. So it's not just one product you're carrying anymore. Um, I have a really great mm-hmm. store that we sell at um, locally. And I was talking with the owner because it's one of our like founding stores that we've been in for a really long time. And I was kind of saying to her, I'm like, okay, like I know sales have been down here a little bit. Like, what can I be doing to like expand? Like, do you have any ideas? And she's like, honestly, I think that you need to take it from just being products to being like, a full brand and that's what I think a lot of people are starting to do now too like Mm -hmm. you see companies where you're like oh I really love this person but like they're not just making because it used to just be about a handmade community where you're making everything that you sell and all of that but I find that now like so many people are starting to branch into like oh you make this it's like an eco lifestyle thing so Mm -hmm. then you start selling eco lifestyle products to go along with what you're selling, right? So I think that, like, even for us, like, we're starting to look at, like, what it looks like for us to start buying wholesale from other companies to sell from our stuff. That's so so cool. Yeah. I feel like a lot of this has come out of um, burnout. Yeah. Clearly. Um, And the movement in the entrepreneurial community to set more boundaries. Mm -hmm. So I think we're starting to realize, hey, this is what I want to do. I'm serious about my business, but I, as one person, cannot be working 20 hours a day for the rest of my life making bags because it's not feasible. How can I work with that community of people that I know and, again, lift everyone up so that we're Mm -hmm. all succeeding together? Well, that and, like, for me, not having to start a second business on top of it, kind of incorporating everything into one, right, for me. Um, But also, for me, I've been in business for basically four years now and it's like you kind of almost have to take a pivot after a while or you're gonna your customers that have been with you since the beginning are gonna get bored yep and it's one thing to say like yeah we change our prints seasonally and it's one thing to say like okay yeah we might introduce new styles Mm -hmm. and stuff every now and again but it's like that's not always enough for your customer yeah and you're bringing a lot more customers in with you when you're incorporating and bringing other things right yeah and you're also listening to them and serving them with what they need yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Okay, moving right along, as much as I love hearing all this and chatting, (laughs) we don't want this to be an hour and a half long podcast. Um, So I'm going to ask you, I think, two more questions, and then we're going to go into rapid fire. Um, So quickly, uh, do you do contracts with your wholesaling? I do not. You no. don't? Well, because I know a lot of people asked about contracts <laughs> and like, do you this. have people that sign a contract to do wholesale with you? Um, 
I feel like because we're such a hybrid model mm -hmm. uh, and because we started out as e-commerce, I didn't want to limit myself at first because I didn't even really know what Chomp was going to be. Mm. Um, and then again, we used it as a differentiating factor. So yeah. I still have a hard time considering myself to be a wholesaler because I don't have two sets of pricing. Like mm -hmm. the prices that you see on my website are the prices that everybody pays, mm. whether yeah, you're a mom or whether yeah. you're a business. Um, we do have like bulk discounts, I guess. So when you're spending more, you can save up to 30%. Um, so I guess that's kind of like the wholesale side of okay. things, but it's not its own separate account login and all of that stuff. Okay. All right. Um, next one is a little bit more local. Um, can we only find you at your warehouse and online or are you within other stores? Good question. I am not with another store. Well, like, like your beads are, are in other yeah, stores. Yeah, that's but, kind of like a tricky question. Yeah, because your beads are within other stores, but like you yourself, By other makers. Yeah, yeah, not at this point. It's okay. something we've thought about. Yeah, maybe in the future. All right. Um, do you do markets? I don't. And I did it originally. Yeah. I think we did three. Yeah. And then we realized a beads really suck to move around. <laughs> And B, we didn't have to. The The e-commerce had picked up so quickly by that point yeah. that we didn't want to. And honestly, the market life, I loved it more for the connections than anything mm -hmm. else because it's exhausting. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. exhausting. And I'm finding that we're starting to move away from it too because we're just focusing on wholesale. That's Same. awesome. Yeah. Now, um, <laughs> who are your favorite makers to follow on Instagram? Let's limit it to like five. And it can be for like whatever topic, whatever yeah. brand, like it could be like an influencer or a small business or like your best girlfriend's dog's Instagram. Like it doesn't like okay. who are your top <laughs> five accounts that you interact with and love to follow the most? Allison's Brand School. Okay. She's incredible. Um, I literally can like attribute so much of my business to her. I also went a scholarship last year and got to actually go to her build an awesome brand workshop at Alt Summit in Palm I remember Springs. hearing because Chelsea um, went to that oh too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was life changing. Mm -hmm. Um and she is just Winnie. an incredible human being who is so open about everything. So Allison's brand school is fantastic and she has a few accounts. I follow all of them and love them all obsessively. Um Rad and Happy is also another one of my faves. <laughs> Tara's just like a ray of sunshine with yeah. everything and I I really actually enjoy following people who aren't in my world because I think it's a really great way to get inspiration mm -hmm. and to not have to be worrying about copying someone per se yeah mm -hmm. um so I always suggest if someone's stuck in a rut go and find something completely unrelated to what you yeah. do and just like scroll feeds until you find something aesthetically pleasing I love yeah. following interior designers <sighs> me yes. too because sometimes their accounts I'm just like I love this setup of this room mm -hmm. or like I love the punch of color that you've done in this bedroom like it's completely unrelated to what I need to do mm -hmm. but it is just it's it's like it's a breath of fresh air yeah, yeah. completely um and then Jess Kettle uh photography is a another fave of mine which is crazy because I found her online and then sat next to her at Allison's brand school. Oh, really? And, and did you connect with her? Yeah, and now okay. we're like good friends in real life and she's like my yeah. spiritual advisor, I always say. Did you, you said, oh, what was that, Jess Kettle? Jess Kettle. Kettle. She's a photographer from Utah, I believe. Okay, just, uh, we're making a list of everything you say so that we can put it on. Oh, there. awesome, yeah. yeah. And then locally, oh my gosh, there's like so many people. Okay, give us, give us two more. Okay. Two more of your favorite people um, to follow. For My whatever other reason. favorite person locally, I would say Emma from Simple Girl because I just I feel yeah. like her messaging and everything about her like 
you just you go to her account and you leave with a smile on your face. Yeah. Regardless yeah. of whether you're looking to buy a piece of clothing. Mm-hmm. Um, She's like a ray of sunshine when she walks into a room. Yeah. Like her happiness and uh, like enthusiasm just contagious. fills. Yeah. yeah. Whatever space she's in. Yeah. 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 And then another fave of mine is Shop Local Canada. Yeah. Because I get to find a lot of new Canadians, and I find it's hard to find Canadians. I don't know. Do we yeah. suck with hashtags, or is it just... I suck with hashtags, personally. <laughs> I feel like there's just so many of us. Perhaps. Yeah. Yeah, so I like to do that because I feel like they have a really good dialed-in network of makers, mm-hmm. and it's cool to see what's going on in other parts of the country, I think. Yeah. That's good. Okay. Um, rapid fire. Rapid fire. Do you want to do rapid sure, fire? Sure, yeah. Okay. So, first thing that comes to mind when don't I think about it too much. Oh, these things. Okay. Just answer. Coffee or tea? Coffee. <laughs> yes. Burgers or pizza? Pizza. City or country? Country. Beach Sorry. or mountains? Beach. Beer or wine? Wine. Uh, work from home or work in a coffee shop? Work in a coffee shop. Uh, French fries or onion rings? Onion rings. Introvert or extrovert? Both. <laughs> same. That's the second answer yeah, in a same, row same. that says both. We need to find out what that word is. That yeah. describes both yeah. of them. Um, early bird or night owl? Night owl. Call or text? Text. Awesome. You survived. Those are fun. You did it. Yeah. <laughs> you made it to the end of the podcast. Yeah. Next time, make them like tap their forward, their yeah. forehead while they're doing it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, jump Just up down. Yeah. Tap your forehead. Drop your belly. Like, do all of these do things. Do a circle. Hop on one foot. How committed are you to this Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Next so time, funny. we'll have some of them do. But the only thing is, is that... Our listeners can't see you doing the random stuff. Oh, that'd be so It'll just be funny for us. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Maybe you could record it. We'll record them and see. Yeah. All right. right. um, So where can our listeners and followers find you, uh, either on social media, online, et cetera? So on social, we are Chomp, C-H-O-M-P, Supply, on all platforms, YouTube, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, we're everywhere. Um, Our new venture is called Femwares. Um, so you can also find that under the Femwares label, F-E-M-M-E, wares, W-A-R-E-S, like a shop of goods. Um, and uh, two separate brands, and then the websites are the same as those as well. So Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Any ladies. other questions? I don't think I'm, so. Well, I'm sure we could do like three different parts of this podcast. But yeah, other than, I have, I really enjoyed having you on. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. it was such a pleasure. And I'm so glad that we finally got to meet after all this Seriously. <laughs> Yeah. Bringing Instagram friends to real life friends. Yes. That's so good. Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that should be our hashtag. Actually, speaking of which, we are planning a little, should, should I? Yeah. Networking <laughs> event. <laughs> networking <Tease>. event. Um, <laughs> We've been teasing at it and asking questions and putting our feelers out, but we're, we're legit doing we're it. We're doing it. So it's going to be in the you, spring. Yes, it'll be in the spring. So we are going to be hosting a uh, networking event for uh, local creative entrepreneurs um, in the GTA and Golden Horseshoe area. Yeah, it'll most likely be in either Burlington or Hamilton, probably Burlington. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like literally, if you listen to this podcast, come. If, yeah. Even if you don't listen to this podcast and you heard it from a girlfriend's best friend's father, then you can come. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you want to meet rad people, then then come. And even if you don't have a business too, like if you're yeah. just like business yeah. minded, or like, or if you're thinking about starting yeah. something, or if you're like a blogger or anything kind of related to that, go for it. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so until next time, have a great week, guys. Stay and tuned on our Instagram for everything coming up. Yeah. Yep. Talk soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.